In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Man. <laughs> Talk to I tell me. you what. Talk to um, Halloween was a bust this year. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess the rain just said uh, don't come out tonight and uh we went through all of our candy oh really yeah I mean, man we, we were left tons. with a huge bunt punch bowl yeah we bought two little bags and yeah like had one big multi-bag and then one another bag of something else skittles and then yeah chocolate. one bag of skittles and then one big bag of like a multi-mix of, of chocolate, things yeah. yeah chocolate things and basically i mean it was a fairly it wasn't a lot of kids but it was a fairly steady flow from about six to eight and then at eight Two probably juniors in high school came and knocked on the door. They weren't even in costumes. They were just like, yeah. trick or treat. Hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we... I gave them the last five pieces of candy. I said, you clean me out. Thanks, guys. Good night. <laughs> oh, I've got to get Rhiannon's pictures taken. You Man. going through a particular place for Rhiannon's pictures? Oh, oh. I'll just take them. Oh, okay. You're taking them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I keep forgetting. Um, I keep forgetting. <laughs> keep it going. I keep forgetting. This is the second time you said it. I keep forgetting. What's the next line? I don't know. I'm not in love anymore. (laughs) I keep forgetting. Things will never be the same again. (laughs) Michael McDonald, Dewey brother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every time you're near. (laughs) Every time. That song is the. mm, mm. (laughs) It's the jam. What? (laughs) Shoot. We just need to have a musical episode. (laughs) Joke where we just sing everything. So an operatic. Uh, did you see that new form of thing where it's a a hoochinakas and there's like a weechi in there? What are so you? So instead even... of a dice, it's a coin and it has the little ball inside, and you just flip it and the ball rolls on inside of it to okay. the edge. Okay, and, it, and whatever pot, kind of like roulette. Where yeah, the I ball... mean, it's, yeah, instead of a die, you yeah. flip it. And yeah. it goes down, and inside there's a ramp that goes to the ends, and so and there's a point. So the ball goes in, and it'll roll, roll to either side and give you like 10, 12, yeah, right. 20, or whatever. No, I, what's it called? A huachinachas. I didn't know there was a name for it. No, I don't know. what. It, yeah, I, it's a coin dice, I guess. Yeah. Coin dice or something. It's brand <laughs> new. Just came out. It's the biggest thing. Yeah. Did you know that saying, the biggest thing since sliced bread? Yeah. Do you know where sliced bread was invented? Uh, where? It was the Midwest. It was. Um, let me think here. Was it Ohio? Iowa. Okay. I, I knew it was along the Mississippi. Yeah, that's uh, where which, they started. Ba- which is a stupid guess if I said uh, Ohio. <laughs> well, there's a, the Ohio River flows into the Mississippi. It does. but um, It's not all connects. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was somewhere along there. And also one of the first electrified towns ever. Really? Was I think Ohio or I thought it was well okay that's not a whole town but not, Chica- not Ohio. Chicago's World F- World's Fair was like oh 1898 yeah they oh, lit yeah. up the whole junk with junk and, so uh, if you ever get a chance to read The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson okay it is about two stories that are going on at the same time there's the Chicago World's Fair yeah where the Ferris wheel was unveiled for the first time. And Everyone freaked out. Yeah, because it was an engineering marvel. It was supposed to be America's answer to the, the, the Eiffel Tower, Tower. Mm. as far as the amount of ingenuity that went into making it. 
But at the same time that's happening, there's a guy named Hen- Henry Holmes Mudgett, uh, and he runs a hotel in Chicago, and basically he's a serial killer. People are checking into his hotel and they're not checking out. He's killing them and he's dragging them down to the basement where he's burning them. Oh, yes. I, I saw a documentary yeah. about that. It's an interesting story of Chicago's in the world spotlight. And at the same time, here's this guy trying to hide his deeds. And yeah. it, it's an interesting interplay of things going on. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was 1896 or 1898. I'm pretty 98, sure. Okay, 1898. I have the silver Colombian coin from that. And so you think I would know the year, but I, I didn't. Um, and if you if I'm remembering correctly, I think the Pledge of Allegiance was written in anticipation of Chicago hosting so there, it was kind of like a unify the nation. Let's uh, get excited Chicago about. Used to be so cool. Yeah, um, it's just kind of neat. There were some neat details in that book. Yeah, I um, I like it. I found it really interesting talking about. They, they brought in Frederick Law Olmsted, who designed Central Park yes, yes. in in New York, mm-hmm. as well as the grounds of Biltmore. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. I, I was going to say Asheville, and, yes. and I knew that wasn't the name of the place, yeah, but yeah. yeah, thank you. And he designed the city, and it was it was all these white buildings. He and, designed Chicago? No, the, the World's like Fair. The World's oh, Fair oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. But they were all facade. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've seen pictures of it. They're, they've done some drawn layouts of it, which is really cool. Yeah, they actually dug canals, so they, they actually had canals running from Lake Michigan into the fairgrounds. To, and you would get on a boat and be pulled around. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's dope. And they had they brought in people from other countries to basically live in villages. So you were going... <laughs> Come live in Chicago's Epcot. Right. That's what it ended up being like was Epcot in Chicago. But I mean, these were people, you know, they, they took people from remote places and basically dropped them in and said, here, live. <laughs> and then yeah. we'll ship you back to right. the dark forest. That's kind of yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it was it was an interesting time and an interesting presentation. But I again, I thought it was an interesting book. I thought it was good. Hello, stackers, and welcome to another episode of Stack of Dice. We are looking forward to continuing our ongoing story. We have more goodness ahead. And before we get into that, I wanted to share a review. We have another review. This one is from Stories by Sarah. Sage Kane on our Discord server has written us a review, and she has asked for a special guest to read it. Dieter, would you please come and read this review? Oh, I should have known. <laughs> totally worth listening to by Stories by Sarah. I sound like a game show host. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for your review and giving us five stars. Sarah says, When I started this podcast, they had over 100 actual play episodes and about as many discussion shows. It was a daunting archive to get through. But once I started, I didn't want to stop. Stack of Dice is great fun and will make you feel every emotion. <laughs> the world of Artelon is richly detailed and immersive. The DM does an excellent job of bringing this world to life with his cutscenes, descriptions, and lively NPCs. The players are passionate about their characters, and as the story progresses, they become more and more confident in their roleplay abilities. Why are you blushing, Meredith? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's fun to grow with them as the game builds. The sound quality improves quickly and the added layers of sound effects and perfectly timed music adds a rich dynamic to the story. All in all, I'm glad I took the time to catch up with this fun, creative, family-friendly D&D actual play. There is nothing I have heard in the game that I would be embarrassed for young children to overhear. It's a great show and well worth listening to. Well, thank you, Sarah. We appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. You know where to find me. Okay, Dieter, that's enough. All right, get out of here. Oh, my word. I'll see you later. <laughs> Dieter! <laughs> Thank you very much for the review, Sarah. We appreciate it. And if you have not yet rated and reviewed us, we would love for you to take a moment to do that. You don't have to finish the series to do that. If you are just enjoying the show in general and you are moved to do it, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stack of Dice. And you can catch us by email at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. If you are not yet in our Discord server, we sure would love to have you there to chat with us. It's fun to interact with folks in real time. You can talk about ideas or bring up things, share art, whatever you like to do. And uh, we just enjoy getting to know you through that. So please take a moment to do that. I got to show you what your voice sounds like to me. <laughs> and it's this movie we watch every Thanksgiving. Okay. Oh. It's not the part yet. <laughs> there. Now there's just one of you. Ranger, what should we do now? We should return home and report what happened. No! We should attack the fort and free your captured comrades. Furley and Amos are my friends. But we can't risk the safety of the flock. <laughs> then I'll go myself. What? If you lack the courage. Courage. <gasps> I'll show you courage. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is actually surprisingly surprisingly funny what in the yeah. world movie is yeah. that what is it's that? called Freebirds, and it's about them going back at chick- two turkeys go back in time to take turkey off of the menu oh okay okay it's an interesting premise I like so they're at, at like Essentially, Jamestown. Yeah. yeah, right, right. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a funny movie. It's Owen Wilson. Okay, uh-huh. gotcha. And Woody Harrelson is uh-huh. one oh of those. One of thing. And then you got some other people in it. It's it's funny. So I George sound... Takai is the voice of the time machine. Oh. <laughs> or Takai, actually, I think is how yeah, it's actually I think pronounced. It's how, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I always say Takai. But I know that's not how it's supposed to be. We're from the Midwest. We can say anything we that's want. That's right. I mean, you say pop. Yins <laughs> <laughs> understand. <laughs> He's never going to meet us. We'll never know. Yeah. I don't know. I got to meet Jim Lee one time. Who's that? <laughs> I am reminded. <laughs> I, I am, I am, Are you serious? I, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know who it is either Who's by Jim name. Lee? <laughs> <laughs> the creator of like Marvel Comics. Stanley. Like, what did I say? You Jim said, Lee. No, 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 no. He's like, he's an artist for like X-Men and like, okay. but I guess you guys aren't into. No, I, yeah. I was into X-Men in high school, but I wasn't really. He was one of the artists. Okay. He is awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that reminds me, there, there's a dry bar comedy routine by, I forget the guy's name on VidAngel, but he gets up and he, he says, all right, everyone, I'm going to do an impression. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, way to go. All right, good job. Way to go. All right. That's my high school basketball coach. Uh, (laughs) Everyone's like, uh, okay. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know who that is.
Yeah, he said, I didn't say it was going to be a famous impression. <laughs> I met uh, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, okay. And, nice, um, nice. Was he big? Yes. Uh, LeVar Burton. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yes. As when well did at you meet LeVar Burton? 2007. Catherine well, and I went to like San Diego. Comic Con? Yes. <sighs> yep. And also. Um, I see your face turning. Deanna Marina. Troy. What's her name? Something Sirtis? Mar- Marina, Marina Sirtis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I met her too. Um, let's see who else. You know the bald guy in Pirates of the Caribbean with the guy who loses his eye? Yeah, 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 yeah. We met him. Oh, who's... We were walking on the, so we were walking on the street and he's standing there. He really is short, right? Uh-huh. So I walk by, I look at him and I look at him. As I'm walking, and he goes, he goes, he looks at me and I'm like, <laughs> you? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I love your stuff. You know, because he's been in Star Trek oh, okay. and other things yeah, too. Yeah, he's okay. some other stuff. Yeah. Character actor. But yeah, so that was a really, we also saw Stanley. He walked by us while we were standing in line. But um, but yeah, so that that Comic Con nice. was was dope. Yeah, how neat. Lou was very nice, and um, like Jordy LaForge, Lavar Burton's mm-hmm. um, like they were charging like thirty bucks for a, just an autograph, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But like Lou was like giving them away. Yeah, like like I'm yeah. sure he was making collecting some money, but like he was like, oh, I'll sign, you know, blah blah, blah. and then yeah. he, he didn't ask for any money. And he was just taking pictures with everybody and everything yeah, else. Neat. He didn't want to take a picture of me because, you know, I made him feel a little self-conscious. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was cool. Real quick, we never got this far in Community, but there's an episode where uh, Donald Glover's character, Troy, mm-hmm. um, gets a chance to meet Jordy, or LeVar Burton. And he, it's obvious he wants to, but he is terrified to do it. And so he's freaking out the whole show because <laughs> they keep threatening, the, threatening. They keep yeah. saying, we're, we're going to get him for you because we know you really want to meet him. And he's yeah. just like, I don't want to meet him. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a funny video that someone pieced together. It's called um, Worf getting his butt kicked. Yes. <laughs> yes, we've seen that. Yeah. It's like, you're like. He's always I, getting First of all, owned. all throughout Next Gen, he's a horrible security officer and a horrible cleaner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's getting his butt kicked all the time. It's not toward the very, very end of, of Next Gen that you finally see him like, okay, he's finally winning some things. But then uh, <laughs> he wins most of them or he's more, mm-hmm. um, yes, in, um, in Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, he's like, all right, he's cool. But man, he was getting his butt kicked <laughs> in Next Gen. <laughs> he was trying too hard to fit in with humans in Next Gen, I yeah. think. Yeah, let's get into it. Hello, stackers. Thank you for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I am Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. And finally, Michael as Wamberbash Benson Mom. <laughs> After that long list of players. (laughs) Who is ready to tell a story? Me! Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The source of the rumbling sounds and sensations is at last revealed in a misty spray. A massive waterfall tumbles over the cliff a few hundred yards away, dropping swiftly in a cascade of diamonds to a pleasant turquoise pool below. The temperature here is quite cool in comparison to the close confines of the trees, helped as it is by both breeze and water. Even more fascinating is the network of bridges platforms and trees that crisscross the face of the falls. 
Tira is still though very surprised to see a bunch of different species like this living together. I mean, so far all the groups we've come across, the people have all been of one kind. Uh, there's You have a curious assortment of members in your community. I've never seen anything like this. Facimilaries? You turn around. It's, what's his name? And there is Bakongo. Ah. And you, Tira, I see you are here. And Wombabash, I remember you well. <laughs> I guess you would. Bakongo, it's good to see you again. I was not expecting that. We're trying to find a pillar. We thought it might be at the bottom here. He leans back and nods knowingly. You seek the leg of the god. It is down in the valley below, far, far away. It is not safe to go alone, at least not by foot. But we have ways of traveling the valley, and I will see if I can find a way to get you there. I cannot do this without approval from the elders, though. After about 15 minutes of wending your way down this bridge-based walkway, you come at last to an open platform that sticks out in a large way. And there, seated around a small fire, are seven figures that are sitting cross-legged on the stone. I know this can't be easy, but I just want you to know that I was changed too by the, the pillar and immediately I'm going to expel uh, three side points and I'm going to don wings mm-hmm. and I'm going to open them up and I'm going to say I would gladly give away everything that the pillars changed to me to save the people that I love we have lost friends because of this evil and I think it's worth it to throw away any change that it did to me to help save the people of this world. Please help us. The elders go back and close their circle, turning their backs to you, and you stand, beginning to feel more of the spray of the waterfall as you have moved a little further away from the fire. In fact, you're standing at the base of one of the ramps that leads to this platform. Bash, your own words echo in your ears about coming evil that you have seen, that you fought against, and then your wings are still present on your back as you summon them. And your final statement, we have lost friends because of this evil, resounds in both of your ears. The Simeries and the Congo stand at a respectful distance to allow the elders to do their thing. They're standing near you, but the tuneful chanting of the animal-like elders starts anew. And you suddenly realize the sunlight has slipped away, leaving you chilled in the spray of the nearby waterfall. You quickly realize why the fire in the circle's midst burns bright and high, even in the heat of the jungle. The elders draw close to one another, paw and hoof and wing on the shoulders of those next to them as they sway to the rhythm of their own music. Akongo starts to lead you away, but one of the circle detaches herself, an elegant crane with calm, clear eyes. 
The white feathers have a sheen of silver to them in the watery spray, and it complements the brilliant blue of a neat vest that she wears. She holds the gaze of each of you for several seconds at a time, using the soft tips of her wings to gently frame each face. Tira first, then Asimeris, then Womberbash. As her primary feathers touch your skin, there's a tingle, and you imagine you feel something fleeting within the private places of your mind. There is a sense of cooling water pouring into your head, and a voice of whispering comfort. And then it's over. She looks one last time at Bakongo, nods, and turns to rejoin the circle, her clear high voice blending instantly and seamlessly with the others. While you wait at the base of the upward ramps, the sound of the wise voices seems to imbue you with some of the warmth of that fire. An attendant steps forward and beckons to you. Just us in Yeah, general. the group of you. Yeah. Tira realizing the dismissal of the elders, particularly since they've now closed the circle with their backs to us, uh, I suppose comes near and assumes she's meant to follow this attendant. I think we better go. What animal form would you like this attendant to have? An otter. An otter, okay. This is a shorter person. Um, Why did you look at me when you said that? (laughs) With apparently a grin. It looks at each of you and shrugs. Where you go with me? And Bakongo gestures to the two of you and says, You go. I need to stay here. Semri says, I will stay with him. But the two of you should get some rest. I, I have a feeling you will need it. Tira suddenly realizes how exhausted she is. Mm-hmm. It's been a long day. Yeah. Jailbreaks and air this battles. Is all the same day? <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. So the jailbreak was first thing in the morning, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like way early in the yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> Our days, man. Our days. <laughs> they now begin hour 54 or 70-hour day. I would have thought the voyage from that place to this place was a lot farther away. Well, the portal. Yeah, we just went through a portal and then walked half an hour That's through true. the jungle. That's true. That's true. So about how, how is it? 10 o'clock at night or so? No, or? no, no. It's no, uh, nine? six or seven. Just after evening. evening. Okay. You know, the sun's just dipping below the horizon, okay. I think, yeah. is what the idea is here. The otter leads you upwards and upwards and upwards to a hut. And this is one of the outlying ones that rests on a heavy branch of a dark-limbed tree that stretches out over the misty chasm below. You are now both high enough in the city and outstretched enough that the sultry jungle breeze manages to carry off the worst of the wetness, yet leaves you cool and comfortable. Even the bugs that have plagued you since you came through the portal are deterred by the location. And for the first time in hours, you feel truly at ease. Like other huts you have passed, the main emphasis here is on airflow, with open-sided walls on each side. However, as a concession to privacy, There are several standing panels of thinly twined vine rope that are hung with riotously colorful feathers. You find that moving them to a desired location provides a visual screen and even works surprisingly well as a noise dampener. And Meredith, I'd like for you to describe a table in the room that has some things on it uh, for your comfort. And Michael, I want you to be prepared to describe the rest of the decor and things in the room. Hmm. Oh dear. 
It's a small table, as I assume it's a relatively small chamber. Um, I would say maybe 10 feet diameter, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it's a circular table. Mm-hmm. Food, food, food laid food out? standing on a table? Yeah, it's guest quarters. I guess so. Or, whatever you like. Um, I was actually thinking more of it being sort of a toilet table. Okay. Than food, because I mean, in a jungle atmosphere, you can't just leave food out. It'll get nasty real fast because, you know, during the day it's hot and muggy. And I mean, I know it's it's a little better here because you're by a waterfall and that's why they live there. But still, between bugs and whatever else, sort of a dim glass of some sort, like a, a looking glass, a mirror, a shallow stone basin and a jug of water next to it, mm-hmm. maybe a bone comb. Great. Some of the most rudimentary toilet-type items. All right. And Michael, you know, the bedding, some of the decor of the room, how does it look? I imagine the floor is made with planks, and um, the planks are tightly um, put together, so there's not, there's not any real crevice that, that mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is Things seen. would fall yeah. through. Um, and they go up to basically uh, walls around this area are essentially... Um, Limbs with like tightly woven, um, smaller limbs within it and very, very tightly packed. So you really can't see through it. Very nicely done and very, um, uh, put together. Uh, but then there are a lot of open, open windows and areas then that, that come up to a, um, a steeped, okay, s- steeped, uh, top. Kind of like a garret. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's thatched with um, large green leaves, and although the leaves have been there, they haven't turned brown. They're so very thick and waxy that they maintain their dark green color, and there is no space in between the leaves themselves. It's quite waterproof. Mm-hmm. However, there are small dormers uh, all the way around nice. uh, that allow it to open up and allow the breeze come in, and at the very, very top, there is a hole, but there's a smaller thatched roof on there allowing for any heat to escape. Right. I see a small stone like chiminea, uh, so you can actually have a fire there. And on that part of the the, the um, hut, what do we call it? Yeah, 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 it's a hut. Yeah, on that part of the hut, um, it actually the, the chimenea's top like chimney part does actually come up and out to vent any any smoke or anything like that. Nice. Um, very 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 cozy, uh, very airy, um, and the actual dormers themselves. If you just move a, a stick. It'll let down a, um, a, a louver, basically, that yeah. would then close it off if necessary. But it's quite nice out, so all of them are all propped open. Yeah. Then there are strings uh, or small rope um, covering up the openings. And there's a very light fabric there uh, mm-hmm. that blows easily in the wind. Um, I'll say it's linen. Okay, linen, yeah. And so it's, it's somewhat see-through mm-hmm. um, and, and different colors. Uh, red, blue, yellow, green, um, and there's a symbol of a circle drawn on it with like a brush or something like that um, on each one of them. And it's all the way around. And as far as bedding is concerned, it is. it looks like a sewn piece of linen uh, stuffed with something. And, um, and basically they have covers there and, and pillows. And um, Wamberbash is going to get a good night's sleep yes. on, this, on this. Yeah, I'll say that the duvets are stuffed with... More of the same feathers. Okay. And they are thickly Perfect. stuffed. Nice. Uh, so this, just even looking at it, makes you feel immediate comfort. <laughs> In there are, they're also hanging um, um, orchids. 
Okay. Orchids are hanging on the inside. So more, more of those uh, air feeders. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very nice. And they're giving off a slight fragrance of uh, a flower fragrance. Excellent. As the otter steps out of the room, it's back very quickly with a small tray. And on it is an assortment of berries and other fruits from trees. Not a huge plate, but it looks like it'll be enough for you to at least satiate your hunger. They've also got locusts. Okay. Locusts and crickets. Yep. Sounds good. And with that, he bows with another grin and steps out of the hut to leave you to your own devices. Tira just now starting to really feel the effects of the events of this incredibly wild day. Sighs heavily and it turns her back to the opening through which the otter just backed out. Starting to sort of take in the room and shuffle about, not seeing things real clearly just yet. Uh, maybe absently picks up a handful of the berries. Her eyes fall on the mattress there on the floor. Ugh, you may have to take the floor again, Bash. Farron, do you want to share with me? There are multiple beds. I thought you said there was only one. Mm-mm. Oh, well, I just said she wasn't seeing things very clearly. Yeah. Okay. She, her, her eyes light on one mattress. Yeah. Farron's not here. Uh, yeah, no, of course, I knew that. You're right. Well, then there's plenty for both of us. Mmm. These crickets are roasted, I think. Mm. Are, are they... What is this? Mmm. Here, you should try some. What are you doing over there? I'm just eating. Tira takes the room in a little bit more fully. What do you have over here? He pops a locust in kind of absentmindedly. Tastes like a potato. Yeah. Under the crunch, there's the sudden burst of meat, and it's actually more pleasant than you would have imagined. Yeah. Oddly enough, you're right. I don't know what to say next. (laughs) Let him do some of the driving. Yeah, come on, man. Stop talking about eating. (laughs) I'm trying to lead you into the discussion here. This is good. He's, he's working up to it. He's working. I can see it. I wonder if Farron's okay. I'm sure she's fine. She would have liked this place, I think. I guess so. But she's not here. Why didn't she come with us again? I don't know. She said she wanted to help form the armies or help develop the resistance into an army. I don't remember. Everyone keeps leaving. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I don't know that we have much choice, Bash. Did she take the star stone? Yes. Yes. She has Peter's stone. Yeah. You don't seem as mad right now. What do you mean, mad? I mean, all last week. 
<laughs> really all day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You just seem kind of angry today. Well, of course I'm angry. We're down another person again. And now we have to carry on somehow. I mean, I know, I know I said I understood. When she said she was going to leave, I know I said I understood. But what was I supposed to say? What else could I say? She was clearly going to go anyway. No point in making it harder on her. Well, maybe we'll see her again. Maybe after she's done, she'll meet us somewhere. How do we talk to her? I don't know. Or find her. I don't know. At least we found a Simmeries. Yeah. There's that. He may regret finding us before it's all done. At least she had somewhere to go back to, I guess. They, they probably need her help. Well, they definitely need her help. I mean, she was, she was very helpful to us. Meanwhile, we only knew her for like a, a week. I know. No, it was more than a week. It was I mean, I don't know, man. It wasn't all that long. It was a season, or mm-hmm. two seasons, really. But yeah, I mean, basically, after the battle, you met her. Yeah. You went through a portal, went to Vondhide, rescued Deor, had the fight on top of the mountain above the dwarves' sky home, mm-hmm. took a portal there to Trand, and then the events there of really just two days. <laughs> 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 this just seems so weird. Yeah. It should be at least a year. Yeah, I know, and it's because we do this in little bites yeah. and... It's over the period of months that yeah. we're stringing this story together. So, yeah. yeah, it feels longer. It's been hard to yeah. keep it right. But, yeah, you you had some tough times together. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see her again. I We can hope so. It's not like we can really fault her for wanting to stay somewhere more stable. I, mean, I used to want to go home, too. When Peter died, I wanted to go home. And then we went, and my home is not my home anymore. My home has disappeared, actually. No, from now until this quest is over, this quest is my home, I guess. Let's do it. Let's, let's finish this. I don't know what this is, but this is good. Here, give me some. Mmm. Yeah, that was good. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I need a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> At least eight hours of low-level activity. Mm-hmm. Come on. Which one of these do you want, Bash? I'll take this one. And she's going to s- toss her pack over to the the one he doesn't indicate. <laughs> the mattress he did not indicate and... uh I'm going to root around for a second and then just say, forget it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bed. Good night, Bash. And she flops down on the mattress and turns her face to the curtain of feathers. Womber Bash is a little shocked because he's never never actually seen her go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're usually I'm always well the first unconscious. One. <laughs> yeah. She sleeps. Yeah. What? yeah. I don't. I don't know what to do. Maybe I should just go to sleep too. You settle into the most luxurious cloud-like substance that you have ever felt. Wamberbash, you've slept on some things other than the dirt floor of your tree house way back in the uh, Griphook Forest, but nothing like this. You settle and it feels like you fall for ages. And then you realize you're not falling, you're just drifting into sleep. And then five minutes later, <laughs> Bakongo comes to the door and says, my friends, we, we need have to an go. Answer. <laughs> we, we must go immediately. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you do not get the effects of a long rest. <laughs> it's like, no. No, no, I'm erasing right now. We get the effects of a long rest. Get my luck points back. Can she do that? Uh, uh, I'm doing it. It's done. There. The sounds of discussion slacken and then are drowned in the steady noise of the cascade. A faint breeze stirs the feathers on the screens, sending them dancing and spinning with soft grace. A gibbous moon slides into view overhead, and the jungle's dark form stretches westward. If we strain our eyes from the hut's doorway, we just imagine that we see a subtle flash of light, a purplish pulse that we shouldn't be able to see this many miles away. To say we see it might be a stretch, it's more of a feeling, a quick wave of dizziness that flows over us and is gone. A tug lifts us gently from our place, and we cross familiar ground, retracing the path Bash and Tira took earlier today, although above the trees rather than through the uncertain gloom beneath. The pulses come less frequently as we head away from the valley, but they still affect our balance, we soon pass the stone pyramid and see the form of the airship, a darkness unto itself in the night. One of the crew stands guard at the prow, raising a lantern as we approach. Some stirring in the jungle has made her eyes widen and her ears perk up. But after the insect song resumes, she relaxes and goes back to leaning on the railing. Our eyes struggle to make visual sense of the situation, wanting to settle for the lantern light but also pricking against the surrounding night. Then a faint sound comes from nearby. At the aft end of the ship, the canvas is still flung back carelessly untended by the crew. The crystalline form of the lizard-like statue glistens slightly in the moonlight. Did we imagine the sound? But no, there it is again. A sound like cracking, like lake ice fracturing along unseen faults. This time, it's louder. Another pulse, and this time as we step from the glow of lantern light and into the moonlit dark, a piece of crystal actually moves. Cracks begin to form around each fine detail of the statue, and within moments a hand, newly freed from its frozen prison, flexes once, twice, and then balls into a fist. A smiling moon plays on the glistening facets of crystal, and a smell of perfume curls into the night air. Thump stretches slowly, his still crystalline scales clicking into place, and stands to his full height. His nostrils flare, taking in the rich scents of his surroundings, and then with a shift in scent to a newly struck match, he vaults lightly over the railing, landing on the soggy ground, and races into the jungle. We seem to be tethered to him, and we sail back toward the cliffs, 
This new crystalline thump doesn't pause as he reaches the edge. Rather, he puts on speed as he leaves the trees scattering pebbles across the bald ground he is illuminated as a thousand points of scintillating light as he hangs for one moment in the air. Then he plunges downward. Sensitive to the resumed pulsing of the pillar, his body disappears in the deep darkness of the valley below, but the smell of honeysuckle lingers in the night air as we drift back toward the hut where Tira and Bash lie asleep. So he went from thump the gray to thump the white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. I still have... <laughs> the decoding yeah. of the sense. Decoder. Hold, hold it up to the microphone. Yeah. So guys, I have the See? decoder right here. <laughs> and then honeysuckle is on here, but we hadn't figured that one out yet. So I don't know what honeysuckle is. Lit. So I got fire. I've got sulfur... Uh, lit match, I don't think is on here, but I don't know if that's what you meant by fire or not. But whoo, I'm glad I still have this. Yeah. Because I, you know how many times I'm always kind of like, let me make a new sheet because mine's getting all, you know, full of junk and it's getting you messy. You probably would have left that out. I would have just tossed it. And now we still have it. <laughs> I think it'd be fun at some point, maybe, maybe when you hit level 14 or something to take a picture of your character sheets. <laughs> Yeah, Just to preserve it, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. in case something happens to him. I think that's a good stopping point for now. <laughs> You've gone over some things. Uh, you basically walked up some ramps and went to sleep. <laughs> Pretty much. But it was an exciting episode, guys. You had to work through some things, and I think I think that happened in this episode. So, XP wise, yes. Let's yes. go with another five. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> you have interacted with notable leaders mm -hmm. in this region oh we got the feather face you got the feather face <laughs> she's like how many do you have 32 right now but do you remember what i had you had 33 last no time? we had more than that I he's, had, al he's always I, like i had like 40 something i was i was a little bit ahead but yeah. not a ton yeah. you, you, might, you might have had 42 because i remember that, thinking that you were right around right. 10 above yeah. me okay man yeah. i because I, I forgot to write it down yeah just yeah, yeah go with 42, 42 as okay, your base okay. And let's hear it for the Norse battle. Okay. <laughs> He's got to get points for the, for the idea to have actual food. <laughs> that was amazing. Yes. It'll save you having to make some sound effects, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that Going was clever. Going to take point five for that. Yeah. <laughs> take a head nod for that. Yeah, why don't you get one? I'm one away from leveling up. No, you're not. I know. <laughs> He's one closer to leveling up. Yeah, 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 yeah. One closer. Uh, um, I think I think Tira should get something for bringing back up the issue that we had not fully resolved mm -hmm. because I know Meredith has been keen to yeah to get yeah that. yeah and, and I think that's reasonably so it's a it was a big it, event it, it makes and it makes sense yeah so yeah why don't you why don't you take inspiration I already have one okay then we'll convert it to two experience points. Thanks. I appreciate you wanting to keep the the emotional aspect of the story in touch and the continuity of and the continuity events because yeah. you mentioned this last time. What's that? In many games, characters come, characters go, and yeah, if you're not careful, it's easy to just let that happen. And uh, I appreciate about our game that we're trying to account for certain things. I'm sure we've missed plenty. Sure, but. It's been a lot of fun to, to to draw out elements that we wouldn't normally and really think about them. You know, when when you had your first fight and you ended up killing somebody, 
Oh, yeah. Back in episode six or seven. Oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, we were all kind of traumatized. Exactly. And many games is just like, oh, hey, experience points. Let's yeah. move on. And so I, I have appreciated that about our game where we slow down and we take time to, to savor things and make them make sense. How did Stump turn... Stump? How did Thump turn into the glass uh, crystal that thing again? That happened at the top of the pyramid in the in the... But I mean, how thing. did that occur? Did something happen to him? Did it was they like curse the him evil or something? Dude or something cursed him. It was Rebecca. That's right. Oh, okay, okay. Now is is Thump like Thump two point Like he's truly upgraded. Obviously, he is I different. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we're gonna we have to wait to and right see. Now. Did you create a character sheet for him? I had he's, one last he's, time. he's always had a right, but I mean, if he's Thump two point though, <laughs> or Thump the he White, ha- then he has leveled up. He's got to be like level eighteen or something at this point. And you want to talk? He's got like. His bow and arrow skills are magic missile. You know what I mean? Like they always hit and it's just a matter of how much damage or something like that. Right, right. Well, we'll have to wait and see about that. And we'll get to that next time. Well, we'll, we'll head in that direction next time. So let's go ahead and get a recap. Um, Tira, what is that? Seven. Tira is 39 points into level 13. Nice. Wamberbash is 48 points into level 13. Great. Stackers, we would love to hear from you again. We mentioned it at the beginning of this episode, but if you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at StackOdice, you can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com, or feel free to join us on Discord. We would love to interact with you. Let us know what you think of this episode in any of those ways, and we'll be happy to hear from you. And we will see you here again next time, right here at Stack of Dice. Yeah, I need to finish Stack. It's going to go all nasty. Have either one of you eaten dinner yet? No. Just asking. Of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, we have not. Don't look at me. Uh I'll, I'll look at you.